Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys and girls being dudes and dudettes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Presented by Locked On, it's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we're going to get out of the way right now because in the same room with us, is the superior host oh, uh, to you. me and We Ka- are yeah. worms! <laughs> Worthless worms! Oh my god, that was totally unexpected. I wanted you to make a big deal about how I'm a female and I'm on the Draft Dudes podcast, which I love. That You're I'm now hosting of, it. That I'm now hosting it, and I'm an official dudette inside the Dude podcast, and I love the intro. So I'm super pumped. Uh, we're all a little delirious at this point because none of us have eaten, so this co- podcast could get real wild. Yes. This could get a little weird and very quickly. Joe, I'm going to let you kick things off, though. You see how I'm going to go to you first. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about offensive and defensive standouts. We've got a full house here. Brad yeah. Kelly. Hosting? Well, you know, I, he wants I wanted to, to jump set in the a little tone. Bit. Yeah. Brad Kelly. It's a team You said you're going to let the woman host, and then you're going to. I want to tell the people what we're doing, Kyle. They read the title of the podcast. John Ledger, Ben Solak, Kyle Great to be here, everyone. (laughs) I'm passionate about football if you haven't heard. John is very enthusiastic. If you didn't watch our videos, you would you 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 definitely know that. If you watch John's the videos. mic checks are like the greatest thing of the week. I wish that I had just videoed those for, for for some outtakes because those were fantastic. Excited but we're everybody is going to give you an offensive and a defensive player that stood out to them throughout this week. That is what we're going to do. All right, so I get to go first. My yeah. offense player, offense first, Nate Davis. Wow, why do you get to go first? Because Paige gave I it chose. to me first. Okay, right. It's a circle. It's fair and, and if you could just. <laughs> Nate Davis, guard, Charlotte. Loved what this guy showed this week. Uh, small school guys love when they come down here to Alabama and look like they belong. And not only did Davis look like he belonged, he looked like a guy that was amongst the best in, 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 in the position group. Uh, a lot of good p- play strength to the way he plays. His hip hinge is really impressive. And uh, he's a guy that... He played a lot of tackle this past year at Charlotte, but his natural fit comes inside at guard. I like his ability to absorb contact, and I like his ability to move. I mean, he just checks a lot of boxes for me. And, and yeah. for, for a guy from Charlotte, you don't expect that. Uh, but if I'm looking for a guard in the middle rounds that has starting upside, I think this would be a great target. In the run game, he's a bear, my friend. He's, a, he's a bear, oh, my friend. Really I wondered how long it would take before we got there. It didn't take long at all. We didn't even get through one guy, and we're already there. We are already there. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to go to you next, yeah, yeah. and you get to discuss who stuck out to you on the offensive side Listen, of the ball this week. I don't know if it's Joe Sunbird or if he's trying not to laugh right now, but he just turned real red with, you're a bear, my friend, <laughs> which we'll have to tell you that story someday. But for now, I want to tell you about Ohio State wide receiver Terry McLaurin. Biggest winner of the week, in my opinion, now, regardless of the side of the football. Terry, uh, this dude put everybody in a blender throughout the course of the week. He was always open. If I was a quarterback and I was running drills and Terry was on the field for me when it was my turn to have reps, 
that's who I'm planning on throwing the ball to because there was constant separation. He showed great explosiveness, great lateral quickness. They had him doing the punt gunner drills, and he was untouchable at the line of scrimmage against double teams. Like, all the little stuff, if you just followed him around and his play and his quickness just demanded your eyes to go to him. And I thought it was extremely impressive because it was a player that didn't have a great opportunity or platform to showcase himself at Ohio State just based on their usages. So you were excited about him. You were more excited after this oh, week. You didn't have these sure. expectations no, coming into the no, week No, he blew all. me away this week. All right, I love that. Ben, you're up next. You get to discuss from the offensive side of the ball what you liked this week. Yeah, I also picked a wide receiver, and it was uh, it was Penny Hart out of Georgia State. And to me, this guy's the biggest winner. McLaurin obviously was a, a guy who... Uh, it wouldn't have been here if not for Paris Campbell, the other wide receiver at Ohio State, denying his invite. Uh, for Penny, it took Jalen Hurd getting injured, Emmanuel Hall getting injured for Penny to get into this game. He was added about 10 days ago, and he comes and he's the most dominant slot out here. I mean, Hunter Renfro, great week. Andy Isabella, great week, but nobody's uncovering like Penny is. We're talking about an elite physical trait in terms of the looseness in his lower half, in terms of how his knees and how his hips just let him carry velocity through the weirdest angles. The route deception you can achieve with that is unbelievable. Ask Nasir Adderley. Ask Darnell Savage. They know because they were looking the wrong direction. Hart regularly uncovering. He has some hand-catching issues on tape, but they were sticky this week as well, so a really nice week catching the football. It's huge for his stock, and he's a returner as well, so you know he's going to give you special teams value. Hart played himself into serious conversation for teams who are looking for an elite slot player. And you love his name, too, because I feel like you said his name a hundred times. Listen, great has, football name. name too. It's hashtag name. my size, hashtag my guy. Dude's 5'8", 180. I like that. I knew the truth would come out. That's really the reason you Hashtag like my size, Ben's, hashtag my guy. Ben is tired of getting made fun of on Twitter, so that means everybody should continue to make fun of Ben on Twitter about how small he is. The we real joke here is that. Ben saying that he's 180 pounds. That's, That's, also, <laughs> That's also a huge joke. He set you up for that. 5'8", my size, my Listed guy. Listed 180. 5'8", yeah. my, my size, my guy. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'll, we'll just walk right past that one. John, you're up next. On my offense. size, my guy, uh, Dax Raymond, uh, tight end. We're about the same size, right, I think. 6'5", 250? 6'5", 2... 249. Yeah, we're about the same size. Give or take a couple inches, but Dax Raymond's my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Joe is questioning this. I wish you guys could see Joe's face on the podcast. You would understand why it's hard to keep it together right now because Joe looks like he's about to burst with giggles. But, no, Dax Raymond had a great week. Anytime a small school guy can come in, I think, and separate himself from the rest of the pack, he looked like clearly the best tight end here. I was impressed with him all week. His routes were really good. That was something on tape that I thought maybe needed a little bit of work. He consistently separated from safeties at all levels of the field, tracked the ball vertically very, very well. What? Thursday's practice. Ball tipped up in the air. He's falling down. He manages to snag it out of the sky in traffic. Uh, just made some really tough catches and tough plays throughout the week. To me, he was. I, I thought he looked. I think it's a decent tight end group here. He looked like the best group here. I think he's a top 100 player. He might be a top 75 player for me when it's all said and done. Ooh, all right. Dude's a sweetheart. I love him. Great guy. All right, oh, Ben needs to stop it. calling football players sweethearts. I'm officially outlawing that word to describe <laughs> football players. That's officially happening on the Draft Dudes podcast. Brad, you're the last one here. Who did you like this week on offense? Well, Kyle talked about Terry McLaurin, Warren, and Ben talked about Penny Hart, but the real best receiver at the Senior Bowl was Debo Samuel from South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. This is a guy, I I who, as, a, as a junior, in three games had six touchdowns on 19 touches. Mm-hmm. Comes out as a senior, a little slowed down because of an injury. The year went on, went on, progressed, get back to that explosiveness. Then we thought he was the class of the position coming into the week, and he exceeded our expectations. I'm ready to go home and give him a first-round grade. He is explosive. Oh, tell him, Brad. Lost tell him, Brad. Tell him, Brad. 
healthy. Route running, he was catching everything, plucking everything out of the air with his hands, especially in the red zone. He dominated today. He is the an all-around receiver, and he is a stud. Uh, you know that I always have my fantasy football goggles on, right? So I'm always looking at, okay, what rookies are going to come in and potentially mix it up? Not always has to do with where they get drafted, but because of the way you described him, and if he gets anywhere near the numbers of production that he had in college, yeah, sign me up for that. Mm-hmm. Joe, defensive side of the ball. Now you get to talk about about this side. Who stood out to you this week? I'm going to go with Montez Sweat from Mississippi State. And John Ledger's looking at me right across the table saying, we didn't learn anything about Montez Sweat this week. The same stuff we saw on film was the same stuff we saw here in Mobile. And he's right. In a lot of ways, he's right. But this dude shows up 30, almost 36-inch arms. He's And the thing is, when you have length, you got to know how to use it. And Sweat does. (laughs) This is this is about to turn into the giggle podcast. It's literally he was so close. Turns out you can't teach girth and you also can't teach length. And he does a good job of keeping keeping. Oh my! We're off the rails. Keeping offensive linemen away from his pads. He does a good job of softening rush angles. And John's going to tell you about how he's. (laughs) This is so. This is so. Oh, he's a little stiff. <laughs> we, have, we have a room full of ten year olds. We have a room full of ten year olds. We have to keep going. We have to keep going. Fish Gruden. Fish Come on, John. Thirty John tackles for loss over the last That's two seasons in the SEC. Twenty sacks over the last two seasons. He's the guy that knows how to beat offensive tackles. He showed that he can do that this week in Mobile. One of the- it's amazing that we got this far. It's amazing that we got this far. I can't One believe One of the top performers of the week, and that's all I have to say. Uh, thank you for sticking with us through this absolute derailment of this podcast. Kyle Krabs, you are up next. You get to talk about the defensive side of the football, and you know I love that side of the football, so you better bring the heat here. What happened? I blacked out. <laughs> What uh, just happened? Okay. The no. giggle, giggle session's over. You have to let us know who stood out from a defensive I'm going to get us back on the rails here by Thank talking you. about Arizona State defensive lineman Rennell Wren. Good player. This was a player who, we coming into the week, knew physically he had what it took. He's really, really well developed. He's very stout. But his usage at Arizona State had some questions. And, and you were really kind of struggling with... Is this a three-down player? Is this a nose tackle? What kind of odd or even front? What does this guy project best to? You watched him this week, and I really felt as though he solidified himself to me as a nose tackle in an even front. Is somebody you put A-gap on the center. You let him stack up blocks. He's at his best when he can just be that powerful presence in the middle and occupy space. Don't ask him to push the pocket. Don't ask him to play as a penetration player. That's, he doesn't have the disengagement skills right now to do that. But we saw the physical power that this guy had. For a guy that's not a traditional nose tackle build, he's yeah. got you know, some good size and yeah. length to him, but he doesn't have 320 pounds like you would expect a nose tackle to have. But the power that he has, I think, is what will really enable him to carve out a role for himself at the next level. Ben, you're up next. Are you going to be able to to make it through the pod? We don't need any more giggles. So well, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional, so All we're right. going to be fine. Who stood out to you this week? Man, Excuse me? you knew coming in. You saw pictures of him accepting a senior bowl invite. You saw stuff of him in pads. You knew Terrell Hanks, the New Mexico State linebacker, was jacked. You were positive. 
But then you saw him walk out uh, for weigh-ins. Dude is shredded. Yeah. I mean, you know, a mayochism is like he's tightly wrapped. His skin is tight. That's what it looks like, man. You could cut yourself on the dude's abs. It's just he's in, incredibly built. So he gets out there in the first day. You know, you're, you're walking through. You're installing. You're, you know, you're hitting your run fills, but you're not really, like, actually tackling. Bruce Anderson comes through the hole. And Terrell Hanks just thumps him, right? Just knocks his socks off. Not supposed to do it, but he wanted to set that tone. He's a middle linebacker, racked up a ton of tackles for the Aggies. And you're wondering, what's he look like in coverage? Does he have the athletic ability to hang with players who are going to enter the NFL? Not so much the guys that he was seeing with New Mexico State. Answer is yes. He had a big pass breakup today uh, when they were running tight end drills on, on the third day. And regularly, you know, you're working those zone drops. You don't get a great look in seven on sevens as to what a guy can do because it's simple route concepts. There's no offensive line he's dealing with. But Hanks was regularly getting connected. He was attacking downhill. I like a lot of what he brings. He definitely checked that athleticism box for me in terms of what he can do in space. That lets you stay on the field as an NFL linebacker. Hanks is a big winner. All right, John, you got to bring the heat now on defense. Who stood out to you this week? Alani Johnson, the Kentucky corner, I was kind of critical of him being here because his tape really wasn't that good. But I knew the traits were exciting in the NFL, like his length and his size and his athleticism. But he just really had not put it all together at all. He struggled to give up a lot of big plays this season. No ball production. You know, nothing really to speak of on tape. It was hard to find plays where you even really believed that he was going to be a quality player in the NFL. But you know what? He came out here this week and he opened my eyes a little bit. I don't think just today or Thursday was the best day for him. Debo Samuel got open on him a couple times, but early in the week I thought that he showed some really good reps. And yes, Debo got open on everybody, so I, you know, I think that is a rep to take into consideration too. But throughout the week, I just thought that he showed. Honestly, he looked like the best corner here this week, and I know that's not a high bar. We've talked about it a lot as a group. Not a great cornerback group. Not even a big cornerback group. They didn't bring down many corner safeties. Were playing in man coverage the whole week, but I thought that was critical for Lonnie Johnson to have a good week this week and show that some of those traits can be functional too and that he can yeah. he can do things in a functional manner rather than just being this raw package. I think he did that this week and uh, I thought it was probably uh, a, he helped himself really defensively as well as, as much as any player here. All right, let's wrap this up. You're the last one here. What did you see this week, Brad? Well, just to give you an idea about Ben's player and Terrell Hanks and how you can say he's big, he's ripped on a podcast, but if you've not seen this guy, his shoulders look like they have softballs injected into them. <laughs> He's got muscles in places I don't have places, all right? It's unbelievable. <laughs> love that. But to my guy, my guy was Will Harris from Boston College, the safety. Three-year starter at BC, has five interceptions and six fumble recoveries in his career. Turnover machine. But he played in a, in a secondary that was very talented. Anthony Campanato, the secondary's coach at Boston College, has produced a ton of talent. You look last year, they had two corners drafted. Yeah. This year, they have uh, Ham Cheevers, a corner who's going to get drafted. Lucas Ennis, who's going to get drafted. And they have Will Harris. Will Harris' dad played in the Senior Bowl, he told me this week. So he really wanted to come to this event and prove himself. And I think he did. I really like him in two situations. He can play some man coverage. They had an interception on Andy Isabella, very fast slot receiver during one-on-ones. So he can play some man, and he can play near the box. Has racked up over 200 tackles in his career. I think that he projects really well into the Deron Harmon role uh, at the next level, and I thought he had an outstanding week. I love the added value of the family and a little extra motivation to come out and prove yourself. Any parting thoughts, guys? We, uh, we've officially ended the... I'm surprised we got here, to be the honest, because I thought... Senior Bowl post-show of all time. Yeah, this was this was wild. Did anybody else feel like this was kind of a weird senior bowl week because we didn't have the Wednesday, well we, we didn't see the Wednesday practice yeah. live. Tuesday practice there was some weather, not really anything that should have prevented practice, but 
the practices were short. And then today, uh, on a Thursday, the second team practice, the South team, I thought North team practice had a great practice in the morning. South team was good, but it only went for like an hour and 15 minutes. So I don't know, me personally, just being honest with the fans, I didn't feel like I got as good a look at these players. And I'm going to keep reviewing the practice footage too, but we had less player time on the field either in front of the media or just period throughout the week than we've had any other week, which is somewhat disappointing because I feel like we don't have as extensive takeaways as we normally would have. Yeah, for but sure. on the other hand, it puts a lot of emphasis on the game, in my opinion. Like, I'm really excited to see the game, and I always am, but I think everybody should be pumped to see the game to see how these guys play because there really wasn't as much time on the field. Yeah, John, I think that hits the mark, and um, uh, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for coming down and being a part of Draft Dudes today and – for helping the Draft Network really crush the Senior Bowl itself. We brought three live shows to you guys, and we were really stoked about that. And uh, We'll be in touch again soon with some of our additional plans that uh, I don't want to spill the beans on too soon. But I am Kyle Krabs. We're going to go around the table, and I want everybody to tell the listeners of the Draft Dudes podcast, this super show, where they can find you on Twitter. Ben. Benjamin Solak, at Benjamin Solak, S-O-L-A-K. John. At Ledyard, L-E-D-Y-A-R-D, NFL Draft. Brad. At Brad Kelly, 17, K-E-L-L-Y, 17. Page. At the underscore sports page with an I. Joe. At the Joe Marino, like Dan. Do, do you dis... <laughs> I had, you guys all had something. I had to go with something. <laughs> and I'm Kyle Krabs, like the crustacean with two Bs. <laughs> At Grinding the Tape. Thank you so much for listening to this Draft Dudes podcast. We'll catch up with you guys again on Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.